welcome to the Daily Devo here on the Waypoint Church Podcast. My name is Logan Miller. I'm one of the worship leaders here. And today we're going to be doing a little bit of a dive on anger and uh, giving some some kind of biblical wisdom and thoughts around that. Uh, as leaders, I think what we're hearing right now is that there's some really beautiful things that are coming out of this quarantine season uh, families get to spend more time together. People are home more often, and uh, that can be a really beautiful thing. But the flip side of that is uh, there's situations and circumstances where a little bit of distance or a little bit of reprieve throughout the day uh, was maybe a helpful thing. And so instead of this being a really beautiful time, it actually ends up being a time that uh, there's a lot of frustration, a lot of anger, a lot of argumentation, whatever it may be, uh, that's, that's not so helpful. And so at a church our size, we recognize that we've got people on both ends of that spectrum and all across the board. And so today, I, uh, I'm not setting out to solve the issue of sin and anger, uh, but hopefully give us a little bit of encouragement. Um, and then the other thing I want to say is this, that we have some amazing um, pastors at our church and if you're in a season where you're struggling in a relationship, you're struggling with your marriage or with your kids or whatever it may be, I would just encourage you to reach out. We've got care programs that are designed for you, and we've got pastors who really desire to walk with you through those moments and uh, do what this five-minute Devo cannot do. But this is just a taste of what the Bible would really have to say for us. I'm going to be reading out of a book called Beyond Identity by Dick Keyes, who's uh, an amazing theologian. I read this book a few weeks back, and uh, there were just a few things surrounding anger that stuck out to me. But one thing he says is this, that people always do what makes sense to them in terms of what they see. They do not do things which, from their point of view, in the moment of action, are stupid and uncalled for. And I know that's a a fairly uh, straightforward thought, but when I read it, I just thought, man, that's so important for us to remember when we're interacting with people or maybe find ourselves in tense situations, people are always doing what they think is best. If they thought it was uncalled for, if they thought it was dumb, they probably wouldn't be doing it. Uh, But the reality is that when our anger or our frustration gets heightened, we're not always um, thinking with the clearest minds and the, the soundest judgment. Two things tend to happen uh, when we talk about anger and conflict, one is that um, people just erupt, and that is a significant issue. But there's another issue that uh, maybe appears a little bit better on the surface, but can be just as damaging, and it's called conflict avoidance. And uh, Key says this, when conflict avoidance becomes a longstanding pattern, we can create a superficial sense of peace for ourselves that camouflages rising resentment. And so what he's saying is this, that uh, below the surface, things are not doing great for us. Things are rising up, welling up within us, and we're trying to keep it calm on the outside, but there comes a breaking point if we just keep avoiding things. That's an issue. The other side of that, if we have no ability to really control ourselves and we lash out in anger, that is equally an issue. Ephesians uh, 4.26 says this, and I know Pastor Dan uh, gave a really great message about this a few months ago, but it says this, be angry, but do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger and give no opportunity to the devil. Man, it's a great thought, but a lot of us are thinking, well, 
when I'm not angry or when I'm not feeling those things, that seems really easy to do. I, I think I can do that. But when the moment gets tough or we get right in the middle of conflict, it's it's hard to uh, to think of those things. I, I totally get that. And to be honest, that's why we're not taking a humanist approach that you should just try harder or do better or whatever it is. We don't believe that here at Waypoint. What we believe is the power of the gospel to come in and really change lives. And as part of that, God uses his word, he uses his church, but he also uses uh, trained counselors. He uses trained leaders that can come in and really help speak to your situation and your moment. I love this in James. This is James chapter three. He says this, for we all make many mistakes. And if anyone makes no mistakes in what he says, he is a perfect man, able to bridle the whole body also. If we put bits into the mouths of horses that they may obey us, we guide their whole bodies. Look at the ships also. Though they are great and are driven by strong winds, they are guided by a very small rudder wherever the will of the pilot directs. So the tongue is a little member and boasts of great things. How great a forest is set ablaze by a small fire. I mean, it's a it's a powerful message that um, the the little tongue, right? The, the little things, the little words that we say, the little ways that we respond can have incredible impact. And especially when we find ourselves in conflict and whether that's with a spouse or a child or a parent or whatever it is, when we find ourselves in those moments, the tongue is an incredibly powerful force. It can be a powerful force for good or it can be a powerful force uh, for, for darkness and for sin, And the reality is this, that what James says is that we actually can guard our tongues. You know, a lot of us may think that that's really impossible for us, that, well, when things get riled up in me, I just have zero control over that. But what I love about the scriptures is that time and time again, we are reminded that we are new creations and we actually do have power. Now, it's not perfect power. It's not saying that those moments will never happen or that we'll just respond perfectly in every situation forevermore. No, that's not what it says, but it does say that we have power. We're not powerless. And so as we continually are sanctified, right? This word that just means we begin to look and continue to look more and more like Jesus. As that process takes hold, we dive deeper into the scriptures. We dive deeper into prayer. We dive deeper into godly community. And our natural instincts are really beginning to change, that we begin to have more and more and more power over those moments. And ultimately, the promise is this, that ultimately there will be a day where we're free from the presence of sin. So we look forward to that day, but in the meantime, we are still here, we're still living, we're still in community and in relationship with each other. And so that means we have to work at this and... um, Thankfully, God has given us his scripture and he's given us godly people to go to uh, who, who can help lead us and interpret those scriptures for us and really help us um, not become slaves to our anger. So I hope that's encouraging. Again, I would just say, if you find yourself in a difficult season right now with anger, with relationships, whatever it may be, please reach out to our team. We would love to have some conversations and walk with you through that. We love you. We'll see you tomorrow.